Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. I don't know if schadenfreude is the right word after seeing this story. NYPD black and blue moment gang of four migrants beat two police officers to ground in Times Square before being freed without bail. You know, I don't know if schadenfreude is the right word because I don't blame the cops who are trying to stop these guys and actually do the right thing. But in terms of what New York is going through, I kind of do feel a bit of satisfaction from the pain of my enemies. I know, I know it's a little bit harsh. The story is four migrants were filmed clobbering two NYPD officers to the ground in Times Square before being released without bail. The incident began around 8.30 p.m. Let me, uh, Saturday night on West 42nd Street as the pair of cops told the violent uh, quartet of men to get moving. That's when a fight started to break out between the suspect in a yellow sweatshirt and the officers. According to NYPD, the migrants then started to attack the officers, kicking them in the head and body. Well, the two officers tried to pin down one of the other men, tearing off his sweatshirt. The migrants then ran away, leaving, uh, leaving the unidentified police officers on the ground while they made their getaway east on 42nd Street toward 7th Avenue. You know, here, here's the issue, okay? New York has chosen this. They have. They're a sanctuary city. They've bragged about it. They vote for it. They vote for it. They vote for it. Police officers choose to serve corrupt uh, officials. They've been doing it. And I've got no sympathy. I, I, I really have no sympathy for these guys. Sorry. I just don't. If at this point you are ignorant to who you are serving, it's your fault. This has been going on for so long. The summer of love riots, you know, what, what defund the police, abolish the police. And if you don't know about what's going on, you've not done the research at a certain point. I can't help you, man. You decide to go run through a, a, a field of landmines and I warn you about it, but you go anyway, there's only so much I can do. Free will, your choice. I will not defend these guys who know their bosses are corrupt. The Democrats are corrupt. They're creating these problems and they choose to live this way. I know some people will say, yeah, but they're being good guys. They're standing in the flames. And I'm like, no, 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 that I get. That's different. What I'm saying is, if these cops come out and be like, why, why are the guys who attacked us released? Oh, that's so crazy. I mean, dude, you got four dudes who assaulted officers and they were released. 
That's crazy. I want to go back to this real quick. Released without bail for assaulting an officer, seriously assaulting an officer. That's crazy to me, dude. I have seen so many protests in New York where like a far leftist sneezes and the cops grab him and throw him. I had one guy, story I tell all the time, the photographer standing on the sidewalk, minding his own business, got arrested for no reason. The cops lied about it. No sympathy. These are what these cities want. They can keep it. Congratulations. It's all yours. Over in Massachusetts, Democrat governor closes cherished sports center in majority black Boston suburb for four months so it can be used to house migrants. You know, I hope these people wake up and they don't vote Democrat anymore. I am not confident they will change their voting patterns. You know, uh, I think we're, we're talking to Larry Elder. He's the black face of white supremacy, so the left says. And he's talking about how, I mean, these people in these communities will vote for Democrats knowing they just don't. All the problems keep persisting. And no, when I say these people, I'm talking about black people. I'm talking about Democrats. Of course, he does go to mention the black vote goes Democrat every time by large numbers. And over the past several years, people have kept saying like Donald Trump might actually pull some people away. Sure. Lil Pump got a Trump tattoo. Everyone loves that. But I'm not sure it's gonna have a big impact. I I think the 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 PR campaign against Republicans has been so intense. And these areas are so dominated by the Democrats that most people don't even know what Republicans want to do or what they could do. But I tell you this, the NYPD, you get what you get. You want to live in that city? You want to work for communists after all this time? That's what happens. If these cops say to me, if they were to come out and say, we know the risks, we know what they're doing is wrong. We will stand up for the good people in the city. I say, I respect that. That's a firefighter saying, I'm going to run into that burning building, do the right thing. My point before was, if they come out like, why are we being attacked? Why is this happening? I laugh. I'll be like, bro, read the news. You chose this. Take a look at this. This one's going to ignite a lot. A deprived Boston community has been left on fire after the governor of Massachusetts requisitioned a vital rec center to house the surge of immigrants, criminal aliens arriving in the city. Democrat Maura Healy was accused of treating the Roxbury neighborhood like garbage after she locked residents out of the Melnia A. Cass Recreational Complex with less than 48 hours notice. She insisted it was needed to house new arrivals, dozens of whom have been sleeping rough in the city's airports for months. But residents in the majority black neighborhood demand and she explained why their cherished facilities had been chosen to take the hit, chosen to take the hit. You're really putting us in a bad, bad situation. Resident Rodney Singleton told her at a public meeting, and it's not fair. I agree. It's not fair. The neglected facility will receive a makeover worth $500,000 to make it fit for the 125 families that are expected to move in state Senator Liz Miranda, expected to move in, Liz Miranda told the Boston Globe. The outrage you're seeing is valid. Roxbury has never gotten its fair share out of the city and the state. I'm hoping West Roxbury steps up. I'm hoping Wellesley steps up. Other communities that have rich resources. Massachusetts shelters reached capacity in November with 7,500 families in its system. Some are now being housed in hospital waiting rooms and church halls. Oh, boy. We got an election coming up. If you can't handle the 40,000, how are you going to handle the 50? How are you going to handle the 70, the 80, the 90, or the 100? If Joe Biden gets his way, this doesn't stop. 
You think it's bad now? Understand this. When we talk about the people crossing through the southern border illegally, and we say it's 300,000 people this month, those 300,000 people have to go somewhere. And when they come to Massachusetts and to Roxbury, and they take over your sports complex, you do realize next month's another 300,000 people, right? Do the math. It's not going to stop unless Donald Trump gets in and actually secures the border. But I got to say, I see this two ways. Part of me says Democrats, they're upset about this. It's too bad for you. You voted for it. You get what you vote for. Congratulations. Isn't this what you wanted? Why would I be upset with you for voting for exactly what it is you want? Ah, Here's the reality. They don't want this. They never did. They're just ignorant, easily manipulated, and will vote against their own interests. Okay. In that regard, I'm glad you've woken up. Welcome to the fight. What can we do to help you? You need help? All right. Here's what we're going to do. I'll do you guys a solid. All those people in Massachusetts and New York having problem with the criminal aliens, I'm going to do you all a favor. Uh, this November, I'm going to vote Donald Trump. Thank you. Uh, have a nice day. Oh, uh, you can too. That's the favor I'll do for you. See, I'm out here in West Virginia. I don't got any problems with stuff like this. Nah, you live up in the mountains and you mind your own business. But uh, y'all in the city who voted for it seem to be suffering the most. So I'm going to do you a solid because, you know, I don't need to vote for Donald Trump in order to make the immigration problem, the, the criminal alien problem go away. I'm not facing it. So I'll do you that favor and I'll, I'll send help. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me call old Don, ask him to come in. Why don't you do it the same? The reality is Donald Trump's going to be the right bet for a lot of reasons. Foreign policy, immigration policy, manufacturing policy, American jobs, etc. And so I think we do have to vote this guy in. Despite the fact he's imperfect, I'll take the best I can get. But for all these people in these cities that are experiencing this in Chicago or the black community is an outrage. They're trying to build camps, concentration camps, call them whatever you want, internment camps, where they're going to fence in these people, put them in tents and say, you can't leave. For what purpose? I have no idea. Why don't you just, I don't know, deport them, block them from coming in. The problem right now, because of Joe Biden, because Democrats have permitted it, these criminal aliens know it's a coin toss, but now has never been better. You know, 20 years ago, if you came in, they, people here want you out. Even Joe Biden said in 2007, it turns the cities to dirt. But now you've got leftist activists saying, we'll hide you, we'll defend you. So of course, you're going to run full speed into this country. The answer here is going to be for Joe Biden to be serious about shutting the border down, but he's not, and he never will be. So I wouldn't trust him at all. Joe Biden says, I've done all I can on the border. Lie. Cutting razor wire, allowing these people in, working with smugglers, human smugglers. They are. The smugglers bring the people to the border and hand them off to CVP, who smiles and says, thank you, buddy, and then carries on the rest of the way. I don't see a distinction. CBP could say, we ain't taking those people. Turn around. And the smugglers would evaporate overnight because they'd be bringing people, spending a lot of money, and they'd be like, you can't get me across. These human smugglers go to these people and say $3,000 will get you to the border where Customs and Border Protection will bring you into the United States illegally because they're working hand in hand. Change will come when Donald Trump gets elected, and I'm not even convinced it will be perfect. It's going to be tough, but that's about the best we can do. In the meantime, if you live in New York City or Boston, I don't know what to tell you. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out.
and I'll see you all then. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Yeah, well, the boy's gonna do what the boy's gonna do. Now, of course, I never advocate for vandalism, but this one's a really interesting story. And uh, I can't say I blame these high school kids for what they did. From the New York Post, new state-mandated tampon dispenser in Connecticut high school boys' bathroom ripped down in just 20 minutes. You know, these young boys in high school, they're actually more manly than the principal himself. I do say, however, I'm not a fan of vandalism. I'm not. I think the problem is cultural, but I understand the protest. I get it. And I'm not here to condemn nor condone. I just, I'm typically not a fan of vandalism, right? The left does it all the time. I don't think it's effective, but you know, the story is interesting. Here you go. From the New York Post, a state mandated tampon dispenser inside a boy's bathroom at a Connecticut high school was ripped down 20 minutes after it was installed this month. According to the building's disgusted principal, the dispenser was placed in the Brookfield High School boys bathroom at 930 a.m. last Wednesday. But by 952 a.m., it was torn from the wall, leaving tampons littering the floor. The school's principal, Mark Balanda, said in an email to students and staff obtained by CT Insider reported, I can only imagine what high school boys would be doing with a bunch of tampons. Uh, I knew, guys, uh, there was one prank they did where they dip the tampon in red Kool-Aid, which like any adult knows is not, you know, like doesn't look like a used tampon, but they would like, it's got the string on it and they would would throw it, (laughs) it would splatter. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. High school age dudes are going to be screwing around. And uh, I don't even know if this is political, right? The assumption here is that you got these teenagers and they're like, why are they putting tampons in the men's room and ripped it down? The fixture was put in the bathroom as part of a new state law that mandates each school must provide free menstrual products in women's restrooms, all gender restrooms, and at least a single men's bathroom. I am aware that the law says men's bathroom, but the actions today that led to vandalism and destruction of property were the work of immature boys, not men. More manly than you, dude, Belanda stated per local outlet Inside Investigator, which obtained the email. He added that there have been other instances of vandalism in recent weeks, in boys' bathrooms, including tearing down soap dispensers and stuffing objects down toilets. But he found this the most egregious. And there it is. The assumption, of course, is that some high school boys were offended at the gender ideology stuff and tore this down, when in reality, they're just smashing things. And the principal is offended mostly 
by the tampons. Yo, get out of here. I do want to point this out too, especially with the law on like all gender restrooms. Where do no gender restrooms? What if you have no gender? And I actually brought this up when I was in New York once because there was this, pl- I, think it was in, I think it was in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Central Park, I think. There's like, there's two bathrooms and they both say all gender bathroom. And then I'm just like, excuse me, where's the no gender bathroom? And they're just like, they have no idea what's going on. I mean, that's the reality of, of, of the world we live in. Most people don't know, don't care, don't even understand what all gender is. I would just like to point this out too. Yo, homies, I go to a restaurant like this was a fast food restaurant in Central Park. And you go in to get a cheeseburger and then you sit down and they hand you a tray. It's not the fanciest of places. The bathrooms were single person bathrooms. You don't even need to put all gender on it. You can literally just put bathroom. But the point is, they put all gender on it because it's political. They want to put their message everywhere. Fascinating. All gender, as it were. Hmm. Well, I, I, I think as New York recognizes a gender, which is lack thereof, putting all gender does not provide an inclusive space for people who don't have a gender. That's how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's see if they're going to have to do one. Here's what's funny. They're going to say, okay, fine. This bathroom here is the all gender. This is the no gender. And then I'd be like, I would just use the no gender one because it's like neutral. They said the state mandate was put in place so transgender and intersex students would have menstrual products available if needed. Having, Having open dialogue in the school community can help everyone understand state law, blah, blah, blah. Brookfield School Superintendent John Barreal didn't share many details about the incident with Connecticut Insider, but noted the vandalism has been addressed with the student involved. That's right. Here you go. It was torn down in 20 minutes. Absolutely fascinating. What's what's funny is because there was another story just like this, and I was like, I'm getting deja vu. But no, this is a story from yesterday. Police were not called over the incident because law enforcement is typically not involved in situations of vandalism, destruction of property, unless the act rises to a much higher level of property destruction. Calls by the post to the superintendent and principal were not immediately returned. Use your words, start a dialogue rather than using your hands to destroy something, Belanda said in the email, also noting he was disgusted and disheartened. Ridgefield resident Alex Harris, who was on the Ridgefield CT Pride's advisory board, told the outlet this sad sad incident is a perfect teaching opportunity. Dude, young teenage dudes were smashing soap dispensers and this happened to be there. They broke it. They're going to try and turn this into, oh, it's a hate crime. Ah." Schools are charged with imparting knowledge and understanding to every reality to our youth. Menstruation and trans or non-binary people are simple facts of reality that threaten no one. And apparently, what? What's your problem with the soap? Is there an issue with the soap dispensers? No statement there, huh? Well, we have, my friends, revelation. You see, there's this video going around. It's going viral of uh, a little boy being told he was born in the wrong body. And so they're giving this little boy drugs. And immediately I was just like, "Uh uh-huh. So I tweeted. The idea that you were born in the wrong body implies the existence of a soul. Uh Uh-oh, that's a religious connotation. You see, we are here where gender ideology is religious. How could you be born in the wrong body? You are your body. You cannot be born in the wrong body. They could be making the argument, they'll try, that your brain is not part of your body, or that when they say body, they mean everything but your central nervous system. That would imply that your spinal column is not part of your body. No, sorry. If you were born in the wrong body, that is to imply that there is an entity 
and there is a body, and they are two distinct things. The implication, souls exist. You have now crossed into religious territory, and I demand the exclusion from schools of your religious practice. That is, if you are trans and you want to go to the men's room, sorry, I can't come out and be like my religion says I have to be surrounded by women at all times, so I'm going in their bathrooms. It doesn't work that way. Cue the leftist whinging. But hey, these are your, your ideas. Born in the wrong body? To imply that there is some energy within you that is not part of what your body is. You are your body. I think there is a soul. I do. And I got no problem saying that. I also believe in God, um, whatever you want to call it. I, and I don't believe it is just, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these atheist leftists try to claim it's magic. No, I think it's science. I think there's no distinction between the science we observe in the physical reality and the concept of soul or God. They function within the same uh, confines. The ideas do. What I mean by that is I believe uh, God, of course, is beyond this, uh, this standard realm. But the idea of a soul exists partially within this realm. It is effectively who we are. And there's a reason why we can look at our hands, we can perceive the world, but it seems to be mostly that we are piloting a construct, a body. In that case, I agree you were born in the wrong body. Surgically modifying that body doesn't do anything to alleviate the problem, it would seem. And uh, depression and suicide rates remain high among those who undergo these uh, rudimentary attempts at altering one's body. Extreme body modification, I'm sorry, can't help you. You know, maybe you can plug your brain to the neural link and then inhabit the right body. Could you imagine if like we were in a simulation and what's actually happened is that like some whatever we actually are, it's like, okay, I'm going to play Earth. And then it's like, let's see, choose a character. Uh, I choose male and I choose this. And then they start the game and they're a female and they're like, whoa, this is not the body I chose for my character. What's happening? I feel I feel bad for these kids that are being sterilized. And uh, there's an interesting post by Jordan Peterson where he basically said the wrong person is being treated. It should be the mothers who are suffering from some kind of psychological issue where they are destroying the lives of their children for insane reasons. You know, it's crazy. Any sane, rational adult, adult knows kids don't know better. It's not true that children are stupid. They just don't know as much. They lack wisdom. There's different assessments towards risk and reward when you're younger. And these young kids don't know. They don't know what they feel. There's this uh, uh, an interesting idea we all probably heard when we were children. But it's an idea that colors may not actually be the same to everybody. That it may be that when I see the color red, you see the color green. But because our whole lives, when we saw something, everyone around us said red, we identify it as the same thing. That is to say, in my mind, my red is green to you and your blue is purple to me or whatever. The reason I bring that up, a child who says I am experiencing something and is then told to be sterilized and get surgery, what they're feeling may not be the same thing you think it is. We don't know. The idea that a child would know what's best for them when it comes to life altering surgeries. I'm sorry, mostly wrong. Obviously, if a kid has gangrene on his hand and he's like, I need this hand gone. Well, OK, fine. We get that. But when a child wants to get a tattoo or get their tongue forked or something, or if they're anorexic, parents have to help. There's a viral video now 
I believe it's from MSNBC, where a woman says we need to get rid of the idea that parents own children. And the reality is it's our children. How creepy. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on the channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply get woke go broke ladies and gentlemen hasbro reportedly looking to sell dungeons and dragons ip amidst continued financial struggles chinese owned tencent among interested buyers. Yowza, that sucks. If it wasn't woke enough as it is, it's going to get much, much more woke. It's sad, really. I'm not a big D&D player. I've been playing Baldur's Gate uh, 3 quite a bit since it came out because, man, that game's amazing. I played that game so many times and there's just more and more magic to be discovered. But I'll tell you what's really funny about D&D for those that don't play. And we'll talk about getting woke and going broke. They got rid of racials. All right, so, so, so let me tell you, Dungeons and Dragons, for those that don't know, I'm not a big D&D guy, but you got elves, you got half-elves, they got rid of half-elf too. That one offends me the most, because like, <laughs> wait, we'll get into it. Um, but you've got like orcs, you got gnomes, you got deep gnomes, you got whatever, and uh, uh, a bunch of different uh, races you can choose from, uh, tieflings, right? They're like kind of devil people, and... Um, well, they initially they were like, OK, if you choose this like uh, drow, like underground elf character, you can see in the dark because the different races have different attributes. And then they were like, nah, that's racist. You can't have that in the game. Any race can do anything. OK, then they got rid of half elves and they were like, half elves are racist. And that's funny because um, we were setting up a D&D game and you know, it's like, what character should we play as? And then I think it was Ian. I can't remember who, but they were like, you should be a half elf, you know, because I'm mixed race, right? It's funny. And I was like, okay, cool. I know half elves are cool. They can like, you know, it's like human elf. And I'm like, sure, fine, whatever. And that's the character I play as. But now they're saying like, it's racist to have that. What is racist about people race mixing? You'd be half orc. Dude, I just, <laughs> these people are so awful. Check this out. So D&D gets woke, and now they're trying to sell, sell, sell it off. According to a new report, Hasbro's ongoing financial woes have gotten so bad that in a desperate attempt to generate cash, the toy manufacturer has taken to shopping around the Dungeons & Dragons IP to any and all potential buyers. That's, that's a bummer. A leading candidate of which 
is the Chinese-owned entertainment conglomerate Tencent. Brutal. News of both Hasbro's intent to sell the grandfather of all tabletop gaming and Tencent's interest in taking it off their hands was first brought to light January 29th by the China-based financial news outlet Speed Daily. Per quote, people familiar with the matter who allegedly spoke to the outlet as translated via Deep L. Negotiations, negotiations between the two entities over the rights to D&D are currently still in the early stages, with both sides having yet to agree on the details of the deal. I'm going to pause right here and just say I'm going to make a bet with y'all. I'm willing to bet that if Tencent does acquire Dungeons and Dragons, it will become the wokest thing ever. What's really funny about uh, D&D is like, it's a made up magical universe. You can basically do whatever you want. And so it's funny that it even needs some kind of IP behind it in order for it to be an existing game. But I'll get into that. So they're going to say, I'll pause. I don't know. Autoplay videos. As the history, as to the history behind these negotiations, said sources recalled that Tencent was brought to the table by way of Baldur's Gate 3 developer Larian Studios, in which the Chinese conglomerate owns a minority stake. And I want to point out, in Baldur's Gate 3, you can make a gigantic manly dude with female genitals and a male identity, or like a woman with a dong with a female identity. Like, it is just wacky all over the place. And why? Okay, you know, like, I kind of think, sure. It is kind of weird, I guess. There's males and there's females. But if you really want to play as like a lady boy or whatever, I, all right. I, I mean, why not create the option, I guess. But uh, Ian was talking about this too. He said in the uh, auto-generate character creation, it just keeps making abominations because like it randomly assigns all these parts to a character and then you're like, its face is looking weird with crazy purple hair and nah, you got to make your own character. But anyway, the point is Baldur's Gate 3, fairly woke. There's a, uh, uh, there's a, a, a lesbian romance in the game. They're, like Everybody's gay. So like, this is true. Baldur's Gate 3, everyone's gay. Uh, I'm not kidding. Like literally every single character is gay. Um, so let's, and, 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 but I can kind of understand why. So, all right, here, here we go. Like this is Aelin. She's, she's a lesbian. Dame Aelin embraces her Asimar powers in Baldur's Gate 3. She's gay. There was a guy who made a, a mod, a, or someone made a mod for the game where it would turn Aelin, Aelin, this character into a guy. So that he was in a straight relationship with this lady and it got banned from Nexus mods. They were like, no, it removes diversity. You know, these people are nuts. But anyway, in the game, if you if you make a character and your character is a guy, you have the option to be in a romance with anybody. So basically everybody's gay. That's the stupidest thing ever. I'm sorry. The game should be like if you choose to make a guy character and then you go to the other guy character and try to romance him. He says, I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't swing that way. Characters should have sexualities. Instead, they're like, you can bang literally anybody. And like, I, like I was saying, like, I get it. They want to make it so that you can experience whatever you want to experience and be whoever you want to be or whatever. But it's just, it's just silly that all the characters are gay. I don't know. It's just, it's silly. And I'm going to get the left being like, Tim's mad that all the characters are gay. Yeah, all of them. Man, make some of them gay, fine, but every single one? Whatever, dude. One of the first entities approached by Hasbro to take D&D off their hands, Larian Studios ultimately had to bow out of the running due to its insufficient funds. That sucks. Larian, they're, they're, it's a fun game. However, 
And ostensibly recognizing just how massive of a boon such a large IP could present to any given company's portfolio, rather than walk away from the offer completely, Larian Studios instead kicked up to Tencent, who in turn agreed with the developer's read of the deal's potential and moved to make it happen. To this end, a source within Tencent Interactive Entertainment Group told Speed Daily that the company has already come forward to conduct consultations with the intention of taking a series of rights, including the rights to adapt D&D video games. Baldur's Gate's a fun game, man. It is. Ignore the bad stuff. It's, it's a fantastic game. Tencent currently holds a lot of top IP game adaption rights. They elaborated as they recapped by Speed Daily. But because most of the authorization model is not a one-time buyout, resulting in Tencent not, uh, not only need to bear the high copyright fees and long-term revenue sharing, but also often in the research and development and operation of the part of partner's constraints. Uh-huh. As noted above, Hasbro's supposed decision to sell the most iconic tabletop gaming property of all time comes amidst an ongoing collapse of the company's finances. In 2019, the toy manufacturer's stock price at a record high of $123.67 remained firmly above 90. Then, the com- uh, although the company's value suffered uh, an, a, a usurp- un- an unusurping drop in 2020 with the onset of the COVID pandemic, blah, 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 we get it. Uh, wow, it's down to 48.95. That's crazy. Here's what I want to say about D&D. Here's what I think. It's, uh, it's a fun system, and that's basically what they have. But that system is basically open source as far as anyone's concerned. You can go online and print up the D&D uh, paper for playing. You don't need anything from D&D. This is what I always thought was interesting. I'm sure, great, the IP is great. There's stories and there's lore and stuff. And I suppose if you copied it verbatim, they'd sue you. But... You can go online. You can play. D&D is a free thing to do. You don't need to buy anything from D&D. They change the rules. They add spells. But so what? You can make up your own. Let, let me. Let, okay. I think D&D is so much fun. I recommend you guys actually try it. But maybe not Dungeons & Dragons specifically. There's other tabletop games. Basically, D&D is you and your buddies hanging out, making jokes. So much fun. Unless you get a bad DM and they get frustrated that you're doing whatever you want. But here's what's funny about D&D that I was going to say is the game master, the dungeon master, whatever you want to call them, they just decide literally whatever the story is. You and your friends sit down. You have dice rolling components to add to the story. But really, it's whatever the person running the story wants to happen. And some people take it really seriously. and They're like, I have a character who's level 19 and whatever. And I'm like, well, that's for you. It's not for me. When, when I played it, we were basically just all having a, having a laugh. It's like, okay, my character, uh, so we, we were playing, and it's like we went to a bar, and it was like, the dungeon master was like, the barkeep comes to you and asks you if, what drink you'll be having. And I said, milk. I want to drink a glass of milk at the bar. And so the dungeon master, trying to turn things around, says, there's no milk. And I was like, I inquire about any farm animals that could perhaps be here, and of course, there are goats. And I said, then I demand goat milk. And then we ended up having goat cheese, and it was nonsense. It was just us goofing off and making jokes the whole time. I think that's fun and that's funny. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. For these woke leftists that want all this wokeness, why remove racial attributes from characters? Dude, go to Sweden. People are tall. 
Go to Thailand. People are short. I'm not insulting them by saying that. These are just things that are. It doesn't affect their self-worth. If you've got underground dwelling creatures, perhaps they can see better in the dark. No, we can't have that. I just really love how they got rid of half elves, dude. <laughs> These people. Congratulations, Hasbro. Get woke, go broke. Have a nice day. That being said, Baldur's Gate 3 is doing pretty well, but I don't think it's made money. Seriously. I think the big reports have been that despite the fact it's like game of the year and everyone loves it, it's not turning out enough profit. Get woke, go broke. See you later. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.